MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 to get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Thanksgiving Free Roll. Everybody who hits a football bingo in our contest will win $100 cash and a $100 gift card to the SGPN store exclusively on the SGPN app. Howdy, DeGenerinos, and welcome to another action-packed adventure that we call the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Episode 247 is going to go out to the PFL because the Professional Fighters League. I think that's what it is, Professional Fighters. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, because they are giving us something to talk about this week with no UFC. Uh, they wisely are running their massive end-of-year show where all the champions get crowned and everyone gets a million bucks if they win a championship. And it's smart. Like it's something that we say Bellator should always do is run when the UFC is not running. So that part of it's smart. The fact that it's on pay-per-view and for the um, law-abiding citizens of the world, it will have to pay 50 bucks <laughs> minimum to watch it. If if they're above doing a little white-collar crime, then that, that that's a negative. Plus, I guess it's probably a negative for fighters. The fact that they have to cut weight and weigh in on Thanksgiving Day probably isn't uh, the greatest thing for them. But then again, after they cut the weight and weigh in, they can have a Thanksgiving feast, and then everyone will be 50 pounds heavier when they step in the cage on Friday. But anyhow, th- that's my long-winded introduction. So this goes out to the PFL, and I am one of your hosts of this here podcast, Jeff Chalks Fox. Uh, this episode, we're going to break down all the non-title fights on the card. Um, so we've got five prelim fights, and then a uh, women's feature fight that is on the main card that is not for a title. And then tomorrow... We're going to get you six uh, breakdowns, all six title fights. And, of course, the man doing the majority of the breaking down. Well, I, I, I give you the stats. He gives you who who your hard-earned money should go on. It's the uh, man of the hour, the one and only Daniel Gumby Freeland. Hello. Yeah, so I do give the breakdowns for a lot of them. But I was thinking when I was looking at this card, you probably know enough of these people that you, oh, you, you could. I was thinking that, too. Yeah, like, like, I mean, how many times have we talked about the Swedish Denzel Washington, who we'll yeah. talk about tomorrow? Or, you know, it's not like you haven't seen 10 Stevie Ray fights. Or, uh, I mean, like, you know who Kayla Harrison and Bubba Jenkins are. So, like, yeah, like, you've kind of gotten to the point where uh, you, you could probably lay wager on more than one of these. I, I have watched, I guess, every PFL this season, too. So, all right, maybe maybe I'll, I'll throw my picks in, too. How about? I haven't really given it too much thought but maybe i'll make some picks too what do you say on that on the fly picks look at this why not why not the opener is going to be hard since we've got a one and one fighter versus an oh and oh fighter but um i'll I'll go i'll go if (laughs) in doubt go go chalk right and and i would also point out to you so it is a one and one fighter it is a one and one amateur fighter too i would add really yeah if i'm not mistaken he is yet to turn pro and i think this fight is it as an amateur fight, oh, too. it's an amateur fight. That's right. That's right. Yes, yeah, yep. it is an amateur fight. So neither of these two have turned pro, and neither of these two will turn pro yet, which is 
by the way, just wild to throw on a, a card of this size. Yes, and it's wild for us to be betting on it. Also, <laughs> amateur um, MMA. It, so that is somewhat wild, but I will give you the lowdown on why uh, it is probably going to be pretty one-sided. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's it's going to be wild when I beat you too with my picks. My <laughs> we'll call him, but, we'll call him Jeff God or yeah. Fox, Fox Fox God if you do so. <laughs> yeah. Fine. It doesn't have quite the ring to it, so uh, we'll, we have to come up with with something better. Um, okay. Let's let's jump into this things. Uh, these things before that though i'm going to tell you about win bet ready to win money and booster odds win bet is now live in arizona colorado indiana louisiana michigan new jersey new york tennessee and virginia as i said before if you don't live in one of those states it's time to move we're bringing the excitement of win las vegas to online sports betting and casino play exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on win bet be on the lookout for the win bet win hour each thursday from 5 to 6 p.m eastern time if your win bet win hour marquee games of the week will have better odds on win bet giving you a larger payout opportunity Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 800. Dollaros. Uh, there's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. So they know we sent you. That is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. To claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a government problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Okay. PFL time. Make sure everyone goes and purchases a pay-per-view right now so you don't miss any of these exciting fights. Um, PFL 10 is the event. 2022 championships. Friday, November 25th, 5.30 p.m. Eastern is when... The prelim start. I also see six Eastern, so maybe to be safe, start watching at 5:30. But it could be 6 p.m. I have two different sources, have two different times, and prelims are on ESPN Plus. The main card, which we'll talk about on tomorrow's pod, is 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Paper Plus Pay Per View, and I think that is the case up here too. I don't think TSN is running it in Canada, sadly. So um, we will start off as we mentioned already. We're very excited to talk about an amateur fight, apparently. Lightweights, Biagio Ali Walsh versus Tom Gracer, uh, or Grasser. I'm sure Dan knows somehow, right? It's Gracer, See? if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Grace, Gracer is 0-0. Uh, this is his debut of any kind, I think. Um, but, I can actually clarify that. While it's okay. not on Tapology, he has fought amateur one time. How do you know this? He's 1-0 with an armbar finish. How do you know this? I just know things. <laughs> Plus 285. Uh, Walsh, one-on-one with one knockout. He's been submitted once. He did win his last fight. This is his PFL debut. They're, uh, obviously, it's Gracer's debut as well. Minus 350. Uh, give me chalk. I don't know anything about these guys, but I'll, I'll take minus 350. Yeah, so um, I would say, first of all, uh, yeah, so Gracer has fought one time uh, as an amateur. I, I did get some like grainy footage of it that I was able to watch. Um, he, he badly got outmatched on the feet uh, and wound up on his back after being kind of like stumbled and then taken down. And then off of his back, he scored an arm bar after eating a whole bunch of punches. So obviously uh, not really a great start to his fighting career. And this is one of those setup fights where there's, you got an organization, a young organization who very clearly likes a prospect 
and wants to lock them up before anybody else gets them. We've seen that time and time again with Bellator. That's 100% what PFL is doing here. Biagio Ali Walsh is the grandson of Muhammad Ali, uh, which is why uh, they're all over the idea of him possibly being good. He does have like a little bit more of a boxing background than you you would see on the other ones. But because I haven't seen very good like takedowns or anything out of Gracer, I, I don't really think he's all that much of a threat. I do know he trains with uh with Kat Zingano's team um but uh I I don't think that's enough for me to just say like oh yeah suddenly he will have a whole bunch of takedowns that will uh take down this guy who's more talented boxing so yeah I'm gonna say give me Ali Walsh as well perhaps I should have known he was Muhammad Ali's grandson but he looks nothing like him and he's from Montana so how am I supposed (laughs) to guess these things without without googling all right um Hopefully these women aren't related to anyone famous because I don't have any stats uh, or any info <laughs> on that. Women's flyweights, Dakota Ditcheva versus Catherine Coron Coron jeans. Coro jeans. I actually don't know this one. So I'm going to Coro jeans. Coro jeans. Coro jeans. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, she's two and oh, one knockout, one submission. So she finished all her fights. This is her PFL debut plus two ninety five. That's all I got for her. Ditcheva. She's dangerous. I know that uh, she, she's six and oh with four knockouts, one submission. One known PFL via knockout TKO, actually. 10 and 1 as a pro K boxer, was also a three time world champion in Muay Thai. Nine years younger, inch of height, five inches of reach on Cora Genes, minus 350. Obviously, I'm going chalk here with a resume like that. Yeah. And, and again, another one where they're just trying to highlight a prospect. She's 6 and 0. They're giving her somebody 2 and 0 who they've largely never heard of. I've largely never heard of. Um, and, and like, you know, I, I think there are some things about Dicheva that I'm not super thrilled about. Um, but I love the move to American Top Team because she used to be in England at Manchester Top Team. She she now, I think, more often trains at American Top Team. Seems to be doing her some good. Um, that that knee KO last PFL because she had a knee to the liver that she scored last time was arguably against a better opponent than she's fighting this time. Uh, Hasna Grabber uh, was was a little bit better than who she's fighting this time. So, um, yeah, I, I'll go with uh, Decheva as well. Dinosaurs on the loose again. Yeah, you hear the dinosaurs upstairs. They, they ate one of your child, one or <laughs> they're at least trying to eat one of your children. It sounds like. Yeah, dear, yeah, dear, yeah. Dear. They'll, they'll be all right. Oh, fine. It's just a flesh wound. Okay. Um, Walter Waits, Megabed Megamed Karimov versus Gleason <laughs> Tebow. Yes, Gleason Tebow still exists. Uh, Tebow is 37 to 16, four knockouts, 15 submissions. Four knock. Uh, he's been knocked out four times, submitted twice. Two and two in PFL. Lost his last fight. 16 and 12 in the UFC. Uh, he had a drug test failure there. He also missed weight twice when he was fighting at lightweight. 1999, which is probably MMA debut, plus 390 on him. Megamed Karamov, 30 and 6. 11 knockouts, 9 submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted three times. He's won 14 of his last 15 fights. Won his last via TKO. He's 11 and 1 in PFL. He was a 2021 uh, PFL finalist and 2018 champion. He was 1-0 in World Series of Fighting as well. Used to fight up at middleweight. 2008 was his pro debut. Seven years younger. Three inches of height, three inches of reach on T-Bow, minus 400. Obviously, Megamed Karamov is the slam dunk pick here. This is a bit of a mismatch, so give me him. Yeah, I'm not going to say it's a slam dunk pick because Gleason T-Bow has a way of making every fight look like it's kind of close, even when it's not kind of close. Um, even, even with Habib, that's true. Yeah, even with Habib or, you know, like there's been a lot of weird decisions for him in PFL. In fact, like I, I think one of his PFL fights that I watched, 
he should have lost uh, and he won. And then immediately after that, he should have won one and they didn't give him the decision. Uh, just like weirdness all the time with Gleason Tebow. Um, but I will say this, like, you know, when you, you look at who he's beating and who he's not beating, he, he largely beats people who, uh, who who he can grapple up. Right. Like Zeferino, for instance, is a guy who he could kind of just like put up against the cage and take down and avoid submissions. And he beat them. Um, but like if he can't out grapple you, he seems to have like no real uh, path to victory. Like that's that's clearly what happened with Elsa Y. Although, again, I think possibly he won that fight. Um, so with all that being said, yeah, Magomed Karamov is not a guy he's going to be able to grapple. So, yeah, give me Magomed Karamov. We'll stay chalky here. We have to be like Munaf the machine and take all the uh, Ovs. Anyone with the last name Ov, you got to bet. Like Munaf <laughs> in, the, Although, in, the, in the Discord. Mm, I I might be going against that later on. Oh, we shall we shall have to wait and see then. All right. Um, there's another Ov coming up. Is there maybe on tomorrow's show perhaps? Um, who should we move on to now? Uh, let's move on to lightweight. Nathan Schultz versus Jeremy Stevens. Maybe you've heard of him. Lil Heathen. Jeremy Stevens, 29 and 20 with one no contest, 19 knockouts, two submissions, but knocked out three times, submitted four times, one and one in PFL. He's gone one and six with one no contest over his last eight fights. However, he did win his last fight. He went 15 and 18 with one no contest in the UFC. Used to fight at featherweight, missed weight twice uh, that weight. 2005 was his pro debut in MMA. He's got two inches of reach on Schultz, plus 330. They tend to Schultz, nicknamed Russo. Why? No idea. <laughs> okay, get to the bottom of that because it's an interesting nickname. Uh, Twenty-two, five and one, four knockouts, nine submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. Eleven, two and one in the PFL. Very solid record there. Uh, over his last four fights, he's got a loss, win, loss, win. So he did win his last fight. He's 2018 and 2019 finalist at PFL Championship. So very close to the million dollars twice. Oh and one in World Series of Fighting. 2011 was his pro MMA debut. Boxing stats in his favor. Uh, boxing, excuse me is in on his resume as a pro boxer six years younger than stevens an inch taller minus 390 you know me i gotta take chalk here again but there's no reason not to yeah I, i've been chalky on this card so far too and and probably a lot more chalky than i usually am but yeah in this case Schultz is a guy who's shown that he's like he, he's pretty damn good everywhere like i, I like his submission skills I, I like how hard he hits like he, he's had some really great fights he, he beat the hell out of marching held in that fight um, he's shown he can stuff takedowns. He's shown he can submit people when he gets them down. Uh, I, yeah, I, I just have a tough time imagining uh, imagining that Jeremy Stevens has anything for him because, in fact, like Schultz went to a very close decision. I think it was a split with Olivier Alba Mercier. And like, if you can do that with with OAM at this point in time in OAM's career. You can definitely do it with Jeremy Stevens at, at this point in Jeremy Stevens' career because he's definitely past his prime, not the same guy anymore. This will be his 50th fight, um, and I think he's just going to get steamrolled. If you can handle a Canadian gangster, Dan, then you can handle a little heathen, right? That's Yeah, you know those Canadian gangsters. Yes, yes. Okay, um, more on the Canadian gangster on tomorrow's podcast. But what I want to tell you about now is our Thanksgiving free roll. If you like Super Bowl squares, who doesn't? You're going to love what we have for the Degens on Thanksgiving. Our friends at Play Action Pools have set up us up with a football bingo contest for Thursday's slate. It's simple to join and free to play in the SGPN app. Once you enter, you'll see your unique bingo card on your screen. Whenever a touchdown is scored on Thursday, check your card to see if you have that player. If you do, check the box. 
If you get bingo, you'll win $100 cash and $100 SGPN gift card, all coming out of Gumby's pocket. So make sure you get into the SGPN app and get going with that. Okay. Um, household names in the next couple of fights i would have to say dan right <laughs> by my definition absolutely definitely but i i think by almost almost any definition uh so the main the main event of the prelims are featherweights marlon morais versus shaman morais um this originally was going to be some um um shane burgos so morais is taking this on short how, how long notice do you remember uh it's a couple weeks i think for, for okay. shaman yeah yeah Okay, uh, I forgot to mark that down. So we'll tell you about Marlin of the Morais. First, Magic Marlin. 23, 10, and 1. 10 knockouts, 6 submissions. He's been knocked out 7 times, submitted twice. This is his debut. I wrote down kinda, because he did fight in World Series of Fighting before uh, they changed their brand to PFL. Um, he, he's lost 4 straight fights. He's won 1 of his last 6. All of his losses come via knockout or TKO. All of his last 4 losses. His last win was December of 2019. He was 11-0 in World Series of Fighting and the champion there at Bantamweight. This one's up in featherweight. He did fight Shaman Marais during his reign of terror in World Series of Fighting, August 2015, and submitted him. So this is a rematch. 2007 was his pro debut in MMA. He also was a Muay Thai fighter and a kickboxer, plus 120. Shaman Marais, 14-6, six knockouts, one submission. Been knocked out twice, submitted twice. Uh, three and one over his last four fights. However, he did lose his last fight. He's gone three and two in the PFL. He went two and three in the UFC. He also was in World Series of Fighting where he went three and one. As I mentioned, the one loss was to Marlon Morris. 2012 was his pro MMA debut. He's a Muay Thai and a kickboxing champion. Two years younger than Marlon, two inches taller, five inches of reach, minus 140. Marlon Morris, automatic fade for me, even if he's not fighting a guy with heavy hands like Shaman Morris. Well, he's got six knockouts out of 14 wins, so it's not like he's got pillow pillows for fists, but um, yeah, Marais is automatic fade at this point, so give me Shaman. I'm actually going to go dog in this one. I oh, am going to take gonna Marlon. I'm going to beat you, yes. Uh, I am going to take Marlon Marais. Here's why. I, I I hear your point. He's been knocked out a lot of times. He, he's, and that's super alarming. Corey Sanhagen, Rob Font, Rob Devalishvili, uh, Song Yudong all, you know, sent him to the shadow realm in kind of a vicious way. The last person he beat was Jose Aldo. But I will say this. In that first three minutes of that Rob Font fight, looked great. In the first round of the Rob Devalishvili fight, looked great. In the first round of the Corey Sanhagen fight, didn't look bad. So, like, he's looked good right up until he was knocked out. So to my point here, while, you know, the, the knockouts are cumulative, I can't tell you how many times I've said that on the show. And like, you can't just say like, Oh, this guy hits less hard. So he's not going to get knocked out. Shaman Marais just doesn't have a style where he like head hunts. He works the body a lot. He works the legs a lot. Um, and if he does that here against Marlon Marais, I actually think Marlon Marais is a little bit sharper on the feet. As long as he avoids the big concussive blow for the fifth straight fight, I actually think Marlon Marias is a little bit better of a fighter here than Shaman Marias is. And I think he's got a submission advantage too. And should this somehow wind up in a clinch or something like that, I, I think he could probably get it done there. I think his wrestling's underrated. He used that a little bit against Corey Sanhagen back uh, way back when. So yeah, give me Marlon Marias. I, I think uh, for my, my dog play here on the prelims, I'll take him. You just described pretty much every fighter, every washed up fighter. 
Um, they look good <laughs> in t- in, until they don't, and they're looking up at, at the legs. That's, so. that's not true. Frankie Edgar didn't look good until he got knocked <laughs> out. He looked bad until he got knocked out, that, and then he That's got because knocked. he's passed. He, he he stayed past the, the, the point where he looks good and then gets knocked out. He, he, yeah. That's, he, the next stage is you just get, like, Chuck Liddell, you just get knocked out immediately. So. Oh, no, no. Chuck Liddell looked good oh, right up until the go. end, though. Here's our argue, yeah. argument for Chuck Liddell. The oh, Rich Franklin right. fight. He was winning. He was winning. Yeah, but he's fought a lot since then. That's the problem. Has he He, fought a lot since then? No, not a lot. He has fought though since then. I'm gonna put the intern on that. (laughs) No, he's he's fought. He fought uh, that um, like his rival Tito Ortiz. It looked horrible. Yeah, that that one doesn't count. All right, fine. All right. uh, We don't count fights that Tito wins. (laughs) It's true. Uh, That's actually a good policy to have. All right, last fight we're gonna have is uh, women's featherweight fight. It's Slotted right smack dab in the middle of the main card tomorrow. It is Julia Budd versus Aspen Ladd. Um, I'm going to tell you about Julia Budd first. The Julia, the Jewel Budd, 16 to 4, six knockouts, one submission. She's been knocked out twice, submitted once. One and one in PFL, lost her last fight. Used to fight at lightweight. Nine and one in Bellator and the champion there. Four and one, four and oh, excuse me, in Invicta. Two and two in Strike Force. Ten and two in kickboxing. Two inches height, four inches of reach on Aspen Ladd, plus 190. Ladd is nine and three, six knockouts, one submission. She's been knocked out once. This is her PFL debut. She's lost two straight fights and is only won one of her last four. She used to fight at a bantamweight, had a lot of weight cutting issues, as we know. Um, four and three in the UFC, five and zero in Evicta, 12 years younger than Jewel, minus 220. I guess I got to take Ladd. I really don't have much faith in her, but the age gap is massive. And uh, I think Julia Bud's pretty much. Uh, Done for, even though she is a Canadian, I, I do have to go against her here. Um, I think her best days are definitely well past her, and I'm going with the younger fighter. Yeah, I'm not sure how good her best days even were. Um, yeah, to be, pioneer, to be but yeah. Yeah, like, like I, I mean, like, she, she'd be, if you're going back and looking for her, like, best wins, like, I, I mean, like, you you got a strike force challengers win over Jermaine Durandamy, who was only 2-1 at the time. Uh, but apart from that, like, you know, she's beating... Marlos Conan after Marlos Conan was like in her prime, like a retirement or Marlos Conan fight. I mean, I guess a, a split decision win over Arlen Blanco might be a good one, but she beat like Caitlin Young, at, you know, like it, Caitlin Young's advanced age. And she got beat up by Jenna Fabian last time. So I, I see a lot of people out there and, and I've seen a lot of posts about it too, fading Aspen Ladd here. And I get it. Aspen Ladd let us down in the UFC by missing weight like 81 times and she looked lackluster against Norma Dumont and she didn't look necessarily lackluster against Raquel Pennington but she looked like she got beat by Raquel Pennington but like this is somebody who knocked out Yana Kunitskaya not that long ago so yeah like whole bunch of canceled bouts is obviously like an alarm uh but like if this bout gets canceled you still get your money back so uh if you're gonna lay on this one I think Aspen Ladd is like an easy pick, to be honest with you. I, I think she's so much more talented than Julia Bud. Yeah, uh, I I looked for reasons to uh, to take Bud and fade at uh, Ladd because, um, you know, it's with plus money and everything, but I just couldn't find any. So, um, Ladd yeah, I was is... like, I was like even trying to draw a path to victory for Julia yeah. Bud. I was like, maybe she puts her up against the cage and then i'm like no fucking aspen lad's so strong and like that's why she's she not... has trouble cutting weight she's yeah. big she, she's not 
and, and now she doesn't have to cut as much, right? This one's at 45. Yeah. So, you know, like, you could say, I don't know, is Bud going to wear her out? No, it's not going to wear her out. Is she going to take her down? I don't think that's going to happen. So, like, the only path to victory I could draw for Julia Bud was, like, Aspen Lad comes out and, like, forgets she has to throw punches uh, like she did against Norma Dumont and then loses that way. But, like, I, I, she already proved that that was kind of like a weird mental hiccup and it's behind her in the Raquel Pennington fight, right? She didn't look great in the Raquel Pennington fight, but man, did she look like she was trying to win at least. And I think as long as she tries to win here, she beats Julia, bud. Yep. Yep. So that concludes the prelims. Pretty solid prelims. Um, got a lot of. And these, on it. these are free. <laughs> it's true. The, oh, I, uh, other than the bud lad uh, fight. That's, that's right. right. But yeah, the rest are free. So, in conclusion, or recapping, we both have Lad. Uh, Dan has Marlon Morais. I have Shaman Morais. Both have Schultz. Both have Magomed Karimov. Both have Ditcheva. Both have Walsh. So uh, I think it's, I don't want to say easy picks, but um, I think we had pretty clear winners for each fight. Not saying that they're actually going to come through and win, but on paper, um, most of most of the picks were clear. And then Gumby got a little crazy as he does. So that's the way it goes. That's why you love him. Yeah, that's why you love me. Also, I will say PFL always has a way of finding like one wild underdog to win on the card. But I think maybe that might come uh, a little bit later on in this one. Ooh, so, yeah, that's a little, little teaser for tomorrow. Teaser make sure for you, tomorrow. Make sure you tune in on your way to go get some turkey. <laughs> exactly. Even though it's a holiday for the Americans, we never rest here. We are going to um, stick stuff in your ears and it won't be a turkey. It will be the main card breakdown for pfl hopefully you all enjoy it enjoy it and enjoy this oh i've got i told you when it's happening but it's also happening in the hulu theater in madison square gardens new york city new york so there you go if you want to go see it go ahead what are the tickets for this did you check this one dan or no i did not check this was not at a time that was conducive to me going regardless yeah the day after thanksgiving driving into new york city during black friday i think oh yeah yeah I think I probably have to pass. <laughs> yep. I think that's probably the right move. So you, you're going to pay the 50 bucks and watch the paper. Oh, yeah. Obviously. obviously. <laughs> I don't know why he keeps laughing when I say that. But yes. Anyhow, um, we'll get out of your ears. You can get prepared for your turkey day and then and football day. And then we'll, like I said, we'll be back in years to talk about more at PFL tomorrow. Thank you for listening. Uh, get in the Discord. I'm sure people will be chatting about PFL come Friday. Um, so make sure you and go in the fat guy food aisle in the discord and you can, I'm sure there'll be lots of good pictures tomorrow of people's Thanksgiving spreads. So that would be sports slash discord. Um, if you're a new person in the, in the fight channel, say hi, let us know you're a new person and, and we shall welcome you. Um, Twitter, the flaming dumpster fire. That is Twitter. We're at SGPN MMA. Gumby runs that. I am at Jeff Fox writer. He's at Gumby Vreeland. Um, Gumby has a all PFL episode of the Top Turtle MMA podcast that just showed up in my feed, what, overnight or this morning, right? This morning. Yeah, this yep. morning. You want to tell the people what they can listen to on that? Yeah, we've got interviews with Olivier Aubin Mercier as he goes for a million bucks and his opponent, Stevie Ray. Uh, so we got both of those uh, on deck and uh, Shockwave will try his best to say uh, some of the names of the people on this card. <laughs> Fine. You said Mer- you said Mercier, so I don't think uh, if you live in a glass house, you shouldn't be throwing stones about pre- pronunciation. It's Mercier. Mercier. <laughs> it's like Cormier. All right, so make sure you listen to Top Turtle. Uh, read all our stuff, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, and you can read my additional MMA writings 
and whatnot at moneymma.substack.com. That is enough for now. We'll be back to you tomorrow in your ears. Until that time, I will remain Jeff Russo Fox. Gumby will remain dangerous, Gumby Reland, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Bye.